This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the garage rock show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a follow on Facebook at facebook.com slash the garage rock show. Now on to this week's episode. No. I mean, the way that Winnie the Pooh just goes crazy on Christopher Robin is, I mean, just destroys him. <laughs> wow. It's a horrible, it. and it's all over honey. It's fucking miserable. <laughs> There's fucking got a hold of There's like three pages of just gore. A honey bloodbath. <laughs> There's just three a, pages. Just a bloodbath. And Eeyore's in the corner, just like a Crying his eyes scared out. expression, yeah. No wonder he's depressed. Yeah. He's going through that. That's exactly what <laughs> That was the first Christopher, because there's two Christopher Robins. It was the one that was mauled by Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> and there's the second one. Uh, on that note, <laughs> it's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here as well as Dahlia. What's up, Garage Rock Show listeners? And our special guest this week, Aaron. What's up, man? What's happening? And Charles, glad to have you back. Hello. And uh, we got lots of great topics to talk about. Uh, Friday, October 26th here, 2018. These albums are released today from Bloodbath. Oh, nice. The arrow of Satan is drawn. Um, that's going to be a heavy one, I'm sure. Daughters. Uh, no, it would be funny if it was just folksy. <laughs> right. <laughs> just a bluegrass album. Just a happy album. The uh, arrow of Satan is drawn. <laughs> it's like a family album. <laughs> the Tenacious D like, does all the uh, music they, for they, it. Yeah, it does sound like a Tenacious D song. Oh, does Big it? Time. Oh. Hell yeah, it does. <laughs> Big time. Uh, all right, some new music out from... Uh, Georgia Ann Muldrow, Hush Kids, Jessica Moss, John Legend, oh. A Legendary Christmas. Ooh, uh-huh. gotta I thought you already did that. Gotta, gotta pick that one up, huh? Uh, L- Julia Holter, Lucas Graham, Mick Jenkins, Robin, with a mm. Y. What, nice. Uh, she's, what, 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 what is she all about? Uh, Robin is from the Netherlands. Is she, yeah, is she like an electronic type Yes, type she artist? is. Like and a, she does like all this weird Yeah, shit, like, like almost like a kind is. of a Bjork kind of deal. Yes. But oh, maybe okay. more like um, EDM and kind of dancing. Yeah. Okay, like yeah. Human behavior. Uh, yeah, there you go. Saves the Day has a new album. Nine. Uh, who's Shad? I've never heard of Shad. Oh, that's Shaft's brother. <laughs> Shaq, yeah, Shaq's. Uh, he's not as he's not nephew, the baddest mofo. Shad, yeah, he shat his yep. pants. <laughs> it's the poor man's oh, Shaft. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm talking about Shad, but he's a man. The Struts got a new album. Ty Dollar Sign, uh, Ty Seagal, cool. un- Unknown Mortal Orchestra, <laughs> Fudge Sandwich. That's a cool uh, name for an album. I'm yeah, it's a covers album too. Apparently, nice. Uh, so check that out. And then Black Eyed Peas, their first Whoa. album in like almost ten years. Ah, wow. Uh, it's called Masters of the Sun Volume One. Me and my buddy at the radio station were like, "What the fuck? The Black Eyed Peas are releasing a new album? I haven't wow. heard anything off it. I don't know what anything about it." It's like. Is Fergie in that? No, this is the first album apparently where she's not involved. They yeah. said we saw the national probably anthem, so uh, that's probably rocks. better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! Well, uh, all she right. Blew that national anthem. Yeah, they're she's like, we got to get her out of the band. Got to get her out of here. Uh, rock news: Ozzy announced an Ozfest, but it's only one night only, New Year's Eve, at the Forum in L.A. Ozzy, Rob huh. Zombie, Manson, Jonathan Davis, and Body Count. So nice. Jonathan I've Davis never seen no Rob Zombie. With Korn. You never seen Zombie? No, I've uh, I've never seen Rob Zombie. Oh. We saw Jonathan Davis a uh, week before last. He's been going uh, by after his self. Yeah, he's doing he's the solo thing. He's got a solo album Is out. Is it good? 
Yeah, it's a, well, it's called Black Labyrinth. It's kind of good. I mean, there's some. Mm. We were playing a track or two on the bear for a minute, but I mean, it's you know, he just lost his wife. He's going through yeah, a lot yeah. of stuff, and yeah. uh, I think it's kind of. He he gave this interview about how it's he been lost really his wife, ex-wife. Yeah. We we talked about them on the podcast. They were oh. separated, yeah. and then she overdosed oh. and all yeah. that. And oh, anyway, geez. so he's been talking about how it's been really helpful for him to be on the road. So it seems like he's been doing good, uh, you know, on the road doing shows like this. So. Anyway, so there you go, OzFest one night only uh, at New Year's Eve at the Forum in Los Angeles. Uh, so there you go. Ozzy was talking about his fucking hand. Oh, wait, you got to do his quote in your voice, Chris, because you do it really well. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, so Ozzy ended up with not one but three staph infection in his thumb and middle finger. He described the surgery saying, Hey, cut this stuff out, <laughs> even the numbing stuff. It was agony. It wasn't pus, but it was the stage after pus. Nice. When it gets in the blood and goes your <laughs> body and fucking kills you. It may sound fucked up what I'm saying to you, but the doctor was really concerned about checking my blood. So there you go. Nice, nice. Thanks, Ozzy, for giving that quote. Hey, thanks, oh Ozzy. God. That's really cool that you were able to get Ozzy to do that. Yeah. You know, hey, we're, you know, on a friend-to-friend basis. It's high. He listens to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Spread the word, Ozzy. Tool, lining up tour dates. Did you see these tour dates they announced? Uh, they're going to be... It's all European <laughs> tour Wait, wait, like pause. Chris actually does the best Sammy Hagar. Oh, yeah? Impression. Oh, yeah, man. You know, oh, I was yeah. out there with uh, <laughs> with Jackson Brown, man, at the bar. And, uh, you know, he was like, hey. And uh, I said, hey, man, you need to start a band. And then he started a band. I, I said, hey, you know, Jackson Brown, are you, you need some gas in your car? <laughs> he started running on empty the next day, man. I swear to God. Get Cabo Wabo, man. <laughs> Sam, wow, Sammy dropping by too. Just best, best CV. <laughs> we were in the car going to pick up like some blinds from the local big box, and Chris was making this reference to uh, Fleetwood Mac and Sammy Hagar. He's like, Oh, yeah, yeah man. I saw Lindsey Buckingham, man. He was out in the back alley, man. He was digging through the trash, and I said, Hey, man, you need to start a band Rock called Fleetwood Mac. And he started a band, man, like a week later, man. Yeah, saw, right. Saw Stevie Nicks. She was picking a seashell. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw, yeah, I saw Stevie Nicks, too, man. She was down on the beach picking some she- seashells <laughs> in Cabo Wabo. I said, hey, man, you need to go back to L.A. and start a band. And then she was in Fleetwood Mac, man. <laughs> he wow. takes credit for, like, everyone's. Oh, of course If he you does. listen to the show. He's like, oh, Tool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I man. Saw I, saw, I saw Maynard there at the winery, and I said, Maynard, you need to go make your own wine. And, hey, Maynard's making his own wine. I'm Sammy Hager. You know, oh, wow. I'm Sam Ragger. Oh, wow. He just... Yeah, thanks, thanks Sammy. Every, thanks, Sammy. Still everyone's you know, thunder. You know, a uh, fun fact about Sammy Hagar, when he cuts himself, it is 100% pure agave <laughs> tequila. <laughs> just into yep. a shot glass. He's always got a lime hand. Yeah. He's like, you want some tequila? <laughs> he just cuts himself and then, how about a lime? He just pulls it straight out of his butthole. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> Sammy's, a, Sammy's a wild one. The red rocker, man. All right. Uh, Pearl Jam doing some cool stuff. They invested in... This seems to be like kind of a, a trendy thing or somebody uh, with a lot of money is able to do it, but uh, they're investing in a carbon offset project in Alaska managed by this company called Climco. So here's the deal. They, they're they allowing the band to be accountable for the pollution the group created on its 2018 tour. So they, they added up like how much you know they impacted with their traveling and tour. And so what they're doing is investing in this carbon offset project 
It's the first of its kind in its region. It will help protect the coastal temperate rainforest area of this uh, area called Afognak Island and nice. preserve the habitat of important animal species. So it's a, it's a way of like, you know, you it's not like they can just go up in the air and clean up their carbon. They're trying to invest in uh, other habitats and areas to create like a positive ecological thing to nice. offset it. Cool. So I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. This let you know. Cool. Uh, hopefully, our listeners know that Eddie Vedder is contributing to the production of beer. When you know, <laughs> five or ten years. It says uh, so. Stone Gossard, the guitarist from Pearl Jam, he said, "Quote: The new project will offset, or excuse me, as a band, it's important for us to be accountable for the pollution we create. Since 2004, we've invested in projects around the world to mitigate CO2 emissions caused by our tours." The new project will offset an estimated 3,500 tons of carbon dioxide produced mm, their tour nice. in 2018. So, kind of cool. Uh, good for them. Trent Reznor uh, talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and how he doesn't give a shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, as everybody says when they don't get it, they're like, yeah. oh, I don't fucking care. And then yeah. when they get it, they're like, oh, I'm so honored. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay, so he's eligible. He's been eligible since 2016. Uh, for Nine Inch Nails, and he said, quote, I saw somebody write something online or comment Twitter like, what could be less rock and roll than the fucking Hall of Fame? And that is authentically how I feel about it. I'll say this. It's nice to be appreciated. It's nicer when it feels like it's coming from a place that you care about. Oh, wow. He went on to say, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, who knows what that is? I don't give a shit. It's irritating every year that suddenly my inbox lights up with, oh, man, sorry about, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? I don't. Uh, I don't. The worst would be is if we did get inducted. Then what? We'd have to fucking show up and jam. I can't even imagine what that would be. End okay. Quote. Okay. Okay. Wait. Well, hold on. So doesn't even want to play. He's like, what? We gotta. We gotta show up. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. One. <laughs> one quick question here. Okay. So wait. What do you mean? Suddenly his his inbox. Does Trent Reznor check his fucking email? <laughs> yeah. Does he honestly get on fucking Outlook? <laughs> like go that? Oh god wow. damn it! They're my, telling my me. inbox is lighting up. <laughs> They're telling me my AOL instant messenger is really <laughs> going AOL? off. Going off the hook. What? What rock star? answers their own email like <laughs> especially with stuff like that uh, like oh i'm sorry bro you didn't get rock and hole yeah. he's like shit next email shit <laughs> delete next email all these fucking pricks i'm going on rolling stone and telling them <laughs> i'm switching to gmail tomorrow <laughs> uh trent Reznor. well you know what good good he's good like for a him high school yearbook outlook on it you know <laughs> yeah, yeah oh big like, time <laughs> i can care less if i was Best dressed. Yeah, <laughs> I saw Trey Reznor, man. He was at a he was at a fucking sandwich shop. He was getting a, a Philly cheesesteak. I said, Trent, you need to start a band, man. He started Nine Inch Nails. You want some tequila? Wow, Sammy again. Just Sammy just popping up. The man. best. Yeah, it's cool that you got him for this podcast. He's you know, he's hard to get, but yeah. he's got his opinions about stuff. Uh, Travis Barker. Coming back to Blink-182, apparently. Right. So we were talking for a couple podcasts about how he's had the blood clots in his arms, uh, some issues. He got in a car accident. Like, all this fucking crazy shit's happened uh, to him. So he said, quote, on social media, he went um, on social media and said, quote, I'll be back at Palms Casino Resort in Vegas with Blink-182 this month. What songs don't you want to hear? End quote. So uh, I guess the residency started all the way back in May 26th. And somebody probably wrote, uh, "How about all of them?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Good for stuff. sure. Good stuff. The trio now resumed the stay on October 26th and 27th, uh, playing all the remaining dates. Uh, he had a, a mishandled MRI procedure, treatment for his blood clots. The second lawsuit stems from a July accident in which his SUV was hit by a school bus. 
Okay. So. Okay. 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 Travis Barker, karma is telling you to stop fucking playing music. <laughs> really? You like plane crash? Don't travel. SUV hit by a bus. Like blood clots in his arms. Poor like, guy, man. I mean, right? Like everything is telling this guy, hey, he, you need to stop. He needs to just have sage with him everywhere he, he goes. He just needs, like yeah. Aaron said, stop traveling. Just stop like traveling. Yeah. He needs to do all his concerts from home now. He's one of those uh, <laughs> yeah, via yeah. Skype. He's, he's one of those bomb-proof presidential. Uh, oh, there you go. You know, suburbans or something. Yeah, the fully well, bulletproofed. And even if that would happen, you know, he'd probably step in, and that and that one dude from Candyman would be sitting in there, just like <laughs> yeah. waiting for him, like a final figures, destination right? Type figures. Thing. It would burn That's from the inside, so and he would be locked you in. <laughs> you yeah. reference the movie Candyman. Like I couldn't think of. We had like this uh, horror movie trivia at work today. And like they scrambled oh, the cool. words and stuff. Candyman, Candyman. You couldn't candy think man. of ca- like how, you like just you're a Mandy Can. You're like candy sugar, <laughs> sugar gentleman. Candy Cam. I haven't seen one of handy those. Candy Cam. Like, <laughs> wasn't that the Blair Witch Project <laughs> sequel called Handy Cam? Handy Cam. <laughs> no. Oh God. Uh, all right. So moving on. It is Halloween weekend. Said something about oh, yeah. Tom Delonge over there. Oh, He's yeah. not playing with him anymore, huh? No. So uh, uh, meanwhile, we were uh, talking about him last week with this paranormal. Yeah, shit. he's in thirty-seven million dollars in debt with his paranormal yeah. uh, college that he was doing. Well, I would yeah. mind picking his brain if we can get him in the studio for a Halloween. I know that uh, would be a good idea. A Halloween podcast. I'll have to yeah. call him. He's, he's going to be broke. He's, he's, I'll call Sammy yeah. and see if Sammy can yeah. get a hold. Tom will give him a couple beers and a chrome. Yeah, we got some pistachios. He'd be able to be like, I'm milk and some crow reserve. He'll be good. Hear what he has to say about the the paranormal and <laughs> alien. You know, I you know I I, I met a guy who uh, who spent a lot large part of the eighties fueled on on crow milk. Really? <laughs> yeah, and his, his name was Tommy. Uh, his name was Tommy Three Tone, and he used to uh, <laughs> he used to chase raccoons through the gutters of um, of uh, um, Santa Monica with with David Lee. Back oh in, wow! Back in yeah. 80, back in '83, back yeah, in the heyday, yeah. And David Lee at at some point said, "Hey man, I, I just can't do any more of this cocaine." And he was like, "Well, I got something for you, and it's crow's milk, right?" And he's never, wow, yeah. And then like right afterwards, David Lee kicked him in the delta thorax, and he that spit out a tumor from his eye. Yeah, it was before the end, but you know, he, he said, thorax. "Yeah," and he said ultimately that crow's milk has just been his go-to. You know, he's he stopped. You know, using cocaine as much. Right. Yeah. So. Wow. Well, there you go. Yeah, let's uh, money. let's hear from Crow's Milk right now. Crow Milk, of course, is the protein-based milk uh, dairy product made with the eggs of crows, which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom. Charles, you know from harvesting crows' eggs uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The the fortification and benefits of these crows eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But crows milk does so much more. It, it not Helps only with inflammation. It, it it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm. none. You know, and it truly gives you that. It truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it <laughs> it really it makes you. It you makes know. you have the mindset of a crow. You can see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, <laughs> and they don't move out of the way? Yeah. Because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that, I don't give a fuck mentality yeah. on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow, yeah, crow milk. Drink it. Drink it and, and be one with, with your own, um, with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk, so. Thank you, crow milk. <laughs>
Tommy Three Tones. <laughs> Tommy Three Tones. <laughs> Sounds like some bad mobster. He, well, Tommy he, Three Tone. He used to play in the band. Tommy uh, Three Tone. He wore a one piece hey, suit. We call him Tommy Three Tone. He can't keep <laughs> the two tone. He's always on the three beat. We didn't understand Tommy his name. He wore yeah. a one piece suit. No, no, no. In, in um in seventy nine, he, he was in a band see, called. Why, why do you do that? He plays in those Q R and S. He said, "I like the yeah. tone." <laughs> You know, he used Tommy to sing with Getty Lee. <laughs> oh in, yeah, in a band called the the uh, the the Dragon Fighters, <laughs> the Three Tone Dragon. Yeah, it's because his favorite thing was cannolis. He got the chocolate, <laughs> the vanilla, and the fucking strawberry. You know. <laughs> and Getty Lee would be like, "What do you want with that? The trees are blowing in the wind. Nuts." Uh, speaking of Rush, Getty Lee maintains that Rush will never Rush. hit the road again. In a new interview with Rolling Stone. <laughs> He talks about basically the state of Ru- he says quote the state of Russia in general. Well, I'd say I can't really tell you much other than there are zero plans to tour again. As I said earlier, we're very close and we talk all the time, but we don't talk about work. We're friends and we talk about life as friends. I can't really tell you more than that. I'm afraid I'm, I would say there's no chance of seeing Rush on tour again as Alex Getty and Neil. Thank but, God. But would you see I one agree, or two of Charles. us, or three of us? That's possible. Living end quote. In the <laughs> I can't stand. They were an amazing voice. live band. I can't do amazing it. live yeah. band. If you get, you guys have never seen them live, have you? No, but you, you know, I can't. I just can't stand Getty Lee. Yeah, hey, I know. Hey, I hear you. What? What is Tommy? But live, what does Tommy dude. Three Tone say about Rush now, <laughs> Aaron? <laughs> Tommy Three Tone. What, what does he say now, Aaron? <laughs> what did he say? What does he say? <laughs> what, does he do? what does he say now? <laughs> He's a New York guy. He's all about his cannolis. Tommy Three Tone's got a lot of things going on. He's got his tracksuit. He's trying to catch the bus. I, I like your Tommy Three Tones voice. He says, hey, fuck you. <laughs> hey, fuck you, Getty. Tommy Lee. Three Tones. Fuck you and your tiny voice. Uh, all right. Look at Paul Stanley, Oh, that's dude. cool. Uh, oh, he has an age in the he's while. talking about, yeah, right. He, he actually looks pretty good. Doesn't look all drugged out and decrepit. No, no, he was never a drug guy. No. No, it's never maybe some cocaine or He's something. He's a glam guy, totally. Like, um, I can see oh, that yeah. peach colored um, eye tint under his eyes. <laughs> and he's got his, his eyebrows done. Eyes. Oh, yeah. He's got definitely, like, some airbrushing going on. Well, sure, babe. That's like a photo. That's like a photo op right there. Yeah. Anyway, he's talking about his 2019 end of the road tour for Kiss. And he said, quote, it's really like a victory lap. It would be very easy for us to do a tour. And then over a year or two, just go, ah, we're not going to go out anymore. But we deserve to we deserve to go out and have a final goodbye and do things in style that only we can. In regards to the former members of Kiss, Ace Freely, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, and Bruce Kulick, appearing over the course of the tour, he said, There's no reason that I would rule anything like that out, because this is really a celebration of what the band has accomplished. Not any lineup, not any individual, but over the past 45 years or so, people have come and gone and people have been part of it, and to exclude people, I don't see a reason to. Hmm. So that's pretty cool. That's way cool. That's like, honestly, something I wouldn't expect from a uh, guy like uh, Paul Stanley or um, Gene Simmons to be like, yeah, hey, let's have the ex-members of the band come in on this tour with us, you know? So I think that's really cool that's, and smart yeah. of them. That's a big fuck you to William Corrigan right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's huge. Yeah, I mean, it's if like, the guys from Kiss can bury their hatchet, that, you know, they, they yeah, anybody can really. So hey, Guns N' Roses did, you know? A lot of those guys that said it was never going to fucking happen. The Eagles. That's why they call it the Hell Freezes Over Tour, because that's what they said. said System of a Down played good together, huh? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They played great. It was was amazing. That was actually the first time I saw System of a Down, believe it or not. Me too. Put their bullshit aside. Amazing show. They did, and you could tell that they they were on the same page still together, but 
uh, I don't know. It's I, why can't that translate into the studio and new music? It's uh, it's just uh, a lot more going on there that we're privy need, to. They so. don't need to. Well, they, they got a lot more. I guess just kind of musical control issues and. One guy wants the band to be one way. Yeah. Like Serge wants it a different way. And yep. Darren wants it a different way. It's those two. And then the bassist and the drummer are like, guys, we just want to make an album. Yeah. Get your shit together. Yep. You know? I think I see that happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you mean? I will say the end of 2019, this is my prediction, System of a Down will be starting a new album huh. in All the right. studio. Well, That's oh, just okay. a prediction. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's read what we Based on what I saw this past weekend. We do something. We're going to start our own band. <laughs> well, yeah. Darren's we already done We're that. He's got that Scars on Broadway that he uh, brought back. Yeah. Nope. yeah. Yeah, he brought it back. And the fans just came through. There were thousands Dope. and thousands of people. Dope. The Dope. crowd reaction was probably the best part of that set was yeah. just seeing the crowd. Oh, man. It was... Uh, that was the cool part it was like seeing you know like a, a band in its prime where everybody was amped up to see those tracks i'm sure a lot of people were seeing it for the first time it was really cool that's great that's yeah. awesome uh all right so jack white opening his third man photo studio now. oh wow so after a soft launch this summer it's a nashville based studio accepting film from photographers around the globe it's a dark room specializing in high quality photographic film development and analog print processing using the lab hidden in the walls of the famed Blue Room music venue. So there you go. Cool. All right. He's doing all kinds of weird shit. So, I mean, he? yeah, it's, uh, I think he's kind of, um, you know, with this analog form of medium, you know, with like vinyl records and the way that he's trying to um, phys- create physical things of art and music and whatever for people to appreciate instead of a digital yeah. kind of base world trying to preserve it cool. and continue the I like that you know he's one of the ones that are yeah. that's really trying to to do that I think yeah that's what am, cool. what am I thinking of I don't know if it was like a movie a TV show or a real life thing where yo gabba gabba <laughs> somebody goes into their uh, developer room to develop photos and they come out and they're blind oh yo gabba gabba so <laughs> <laughs> Who I, was I that? Tootie from Yo Gabba Gabba <laughs> that did that. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. I we just Who I watched um, I watched a movie called Shudder with Daisha over the weekend where it was like ghosts. Where it was back from like 2000. It's like one of the Dawson's Keek Creek uh, guys that do that. Oh it's like God. ghosts in the back. It was it was probably like maybe a three out of ten or two out of ten. Maybe it's probably up there with a the nun. But, oh yeah, I've been but, doing the 31 days of Halloween. Like I yeah. haven't really slept well. Um, the oh, really? last like three weeks because I'm going to bed watching horror films, which is awesome. Yeah. But I'm like waking up in the middle of night, like scared shitless. I'm like, <laughs> I, I need to close the closet. I don't yeah. want to get up and go into the hallway to go pee. Oh, like, that's what's funny. What's going on? That's funny. I've been doing that with a lot of cheesy horror films. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of horror films. Oh, uh, good Me- lead in. Metallica's guitarist uh, Kirk Hammett putting up a, a very cool vintage poster. It's from the 1932 movie The Mummy, starring mm-hmm. Boris Karloff. Check out this poster. I have a picture of that poster. Oh, Dude, nice. yeah. From when we went. I have I have a picture of that poster. Oh, yeah, from yeah. the... Uh, that was the one on display. Yeah, I took a bunch of pictures. And so guess what? All of this stuff. They're going to say that this is supposed to fetch one between one and 1.5 million. I believe it. On Halloween, wow. October 31st at Sotheby's, they're going to auction it. it off. And we saw it at uh, I person. want that, but I, I would only pay like 
35. It's a light. It's most. like a huge life size poster. It's badass. It's I'll like take a, a full, a full uh, size poster from the theater, like back in the day. Yeah, and it's it's totally original. So very cool. That is cool. So Dave Grohl, of course, in the news again for Aww. something awesome as he brings a blind child up to the stage uh, on one of his final shows of the tour. Uh, so he's been probably doing cured him. He's probably been doing some pretty. He's been doing some very cool stuff on this tour. He gifted a two thousand dollar guitar to a ten year old Metallica fan. Played um, his uh, second fiddle to his daughter at a charity event. He played backup guitar for her and she sang. Uh, reunited uh, Nirvana during the Cal Jam Fest, and so this last gig in uh, Minnesota on Thursday. Uh, this he invited a blind child onto the stage after noticing him in the audience. The child and his parents were escorted to the side of the stage. They watched the remainder of the concert. At one point, Grohl even brought his guitar over to the child so he could touch it. His mom and dad actually told their story on Facebook. Cool. And I got these little quotes and from his mom. It says, Thank you for sharing this. I'm Owen's mom. Owen is, in fact, blind. He has autism, Crohn's disease, and developmental disabilities. Owen loves concerts so much he will definitely not be tired and uh, likes to be held up in front of most shows, and we take turns holding him so he can dance. Dave Grohl and all of the crew were incredibly kind to our family. End quote. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's... That is way cool. His dad went on to say, quote, Hi, I'm the kid's dad in this article. Owen was born at 22 and a half weeks, weighing one pound. He miraculously survived after being told he would only take one breath and pass away. He is blind, has autism, Crohn's disease, and developmental delays. His favorite thing is going to concerts. This was such a cool moment for him. And one we will talk about forever. Dave and the Foos are the best. That's great. Isn't that cool? That is oh, really cool. Look at it. Here's a picture of him. Yeah. Dave Grohl is just doing all kinds of awesome He's got his shit. headphones on there, and Dave Grohl like, gives him his he's guitar. He's a humanitarian. Yeah. He's, he's just a like real just, guy. I feel like he's just going to show a... up right now and just give us all burritos. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, guys. Well, yeah. Hey, I heard about your yeah. podcast. Just cruising through. Yeah. And Sammy Hagar is going to be like, you know, I thought of the name. <laughs> I'm the one who like, made that up, kid blind. Wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> that's horrible. That's a hor- that's a horrible thing, Charles. Yeah, man. I was at a Taco Bell. I saw Dave Grohl there, man. And I started throwing food at him. I said, "Hey, man, you need to start the Foo Fighters." I went home and started Foo Fighters. <laughs> wow, Sammy again. Way to go, Sammy. That was brilliant. You know uh, what? I'm I'm, I'm glad. Base in the World Series. I'm glad. So went to Taco <laughs> oh, Bell that's to get right. A free taco. Did anyone do that yet? No, oh. I don't know. Man, is he talking about I World think Series that of Poker, right? <laughs> <laughs> World Series of Poker. I thought that'd be a funny gesture for somebody that steals a base, though, makes the like, turns their head and eats a fake taco. Like, <laughs> points like, to yeah, the crowd. Like, hey, everybody, get some tacos. <laughs> oh, my God. Tacos on me. Yeah. Oh, my God. Are we going to talk about Death Leopard? All right, I have a funny story about Death Leopard. <laughs> okay, well, okay. Real, for, real quick <laughs> funny, first. Funny, funny story. Download <laughs> UK Festival just announced their lineup, and it's Death Leopard, Slipknot, and Tool for uh, all three White days. Snake? Slash White Snake yeah, Rob Zombie Trivia on my own. Here's the deal: in Europe, original lineups of bands who's, like who's that are the huge. Spitting twice shy song. That's that's poison. Poison. Oh yeah. White Snake poison. They're, White zombie. Snake is walking down that lonely road they've ever known. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like a drifter. Wait, one's bitten twice shy. No, that's um, yeah, that is poison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's poison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking of Great White. What the shy, what the babe. hell is a uh, oh, Great, great White. White? What the f- what do they do? Oh, Who they, did the Sounds of Lucidity they, song? Oh, the Sounds of Lucidity? Is that it, that was that, way past these guys' time. That was like mid-90s. Real big fish. The sounds of Lucidity. Di- you guys seen Diane? Uh, 
Diant word. Ant word. That dude's crazy. Yeah. Sounds or songs. It's fucking wild, man. So okay, so funny story about Def Leppard. So Daisha had never, uh, Daisha never really heard Def Leppard. I was telling her about this rock band. I was like, and this guy (laughs) has like really no singing ability. And uh, but it's but funny, but women, like yeah, w- yeah, women, women love this guy, right? <laughs> so I was like, check it out. When like I gotta play you this song, Hysteria, Animal. because he's like, yeah, he goes, uh, he goes, you got it, I go, I know, and she's like, no, he doesn't, and I'm like, no, watch this, no, shit. yeah, he so does. I put on Hysteria, and within like a couple of seconds, the first thing, the first thing he does in that song is, you go, <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "Oh shit!" She started laughing. And you got to tell her the story the too about his dr- about their drummer man. I think that's like the oh, only I song I that I like by Def Leppard. Oh, it's a horrible song. I like that song. Yeah, their drummer's got no, one goes, arm. For no, everybody who doesn't know, you that's should look what he up the story. It's amazing. Like he survived a car wreck and learned how to play the drums with one arm. Yeah, take that, Travis. It's <laughs> pretty amazing. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> what was that band? Uh, the yeah. Bloodhound Gang. Yeah, didn't yeah. they do it? Like what? they talked about the drummer from Def Leppard only oh, has probably. one arm. They, oh, they yeah, made yeah, fun yeah, of right. everybody. They made fun of. They had what uh, song was that? Travis Barker yeah. would be the first to get in a car wreck, lose his arms, and come back with the first bionic <laughs> arm. Yeah. Just kill it. Right? It's all super fast. Like, <laughs> He's starts like, a death metal band with like this bionic arm. They're He's all like, huge. what's my name again? Like those <laughs> jacks what's from Mortal Kombat, big again? metal buff arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's no, hilarious. that's what he says. I in the love it of- when I get your jokes, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he says in the, in the beginning of that song, Hysteria. He goes, I touch. That's, that's what he says. That's what I just, I just that's remembered That's exactly, that. that's a direct quote right there. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right, let's move on to some music history Yay. trivia. On this day, Friday, October 26th, in 1993, this artist was awarded a patent for something that revolutionized their live stage show production. Was it A, Madonna, B, Michael Jackson, or C, Bono? Ew. Bono. What are your guesses? Mm. Ooh, a patent. I'm going to go grab a refreshment. Cool. You Shit. guys let our listeners know what you think. Is the moonwalk? You know what you is, is go, the going to grab a crow's patent? milk, right? Is that a patent thing, a moonwalk? Or can anybody bust a moonwalk? Well, the moonwalk came before 1993. I but was it patent? Uh, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, you know that's like, yeah that's that's actually well um, I got well I got to go with Michael Jackson because my Daisha and my sister were at my house right now and they and I read them this and Daisha said oh it's got to be Michael Jackson and um, and my sister was like yeah absolutely it's got to be Michael Jackson because he did so much I mean, revolutionary I, shit yeah. I was like no it's Madonna because she had cone boobs but I right? will say I that in 1993 in defense of the other choices that. All of them had blockbuster tours around this time, yeah. and it was something involved on the stage show itself. I will say that. Well, the, I, like an element within the I'm with Aaron production, Michael Jackson. Yes, I w- initially thought Michael Jackson. My second choice was Madonna, but I was trying to think of what Madonna had done in 1993. She played with herself on stage. <laughs> right, that's what she did. <laughs> Cone boobs. But so did Michael Jackson, kind of, when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he did. left the children alone at that time, so that's yeah. a good thing. Want, want. Yeah, I know. Corey all right, so what's your guess? What's your guys? What's your everybody's final guess? You're all picking MJ. MJ. No, I'm gonna. Since you guys are picking MJ, I'm gonna change mine to Bono. I love MJ. I'm all right. Going with Michael Jackson. I'm gonna Michael say Jackson. MJ just because I love MJ. All right. Let's see what it is. Here's the patent. Right here. Can you guess what it is off the patent? No. Oh, it's it's the stage. It's people people pop up to the stage. 
Okay, do you think it's so? Charles says it's the stage. Yeah, it's the stage. Dahlia thinks it's a piece of cake. Aaron, what do you think? Looks like this is the patent. This picture of the patent. It's what Dacia Dacia told me. First page of something like a construction manual that you would get from an IKEA something or other. Okay. (laughs) Dacia told me. What do you want to change your guess? Well. Uh, hold on. Now that I'm you guys see a picture of the patent, I should have done this right off the bat. I should have just showed you the picture of the patent. So, it's so you say Bono? His boob. Looks no. like a rotating piano. Okay. Oh, uh, like actually, a cold November rain. No, it looks like a um, a, a timer where you turn the timer. <laughs> okay. Okay. You, like you turn it and Set it's it got and the number. It. But why would that be on a stage, though? You gotta think I don't that. know. Okay. It, look, it looks like the robot duck from DuckTales. <laughs> okay. I'm going to post a photo of this so you, everybody listening, you're like, what are you guys talking about? Uh, you can check it out on our Facebook page. Okay, there's numbers with angles. Facebook.com slash The Garage Rock Show. We'll post a photo of this patent up here. No, not that angles. was made by Michael Jackson. Yes. This is his actual yes. boot. Oh, it's a heel. It's the heel of a shoe. Yeah, oh, it's not a it stage. Was oh, it's the it was part of the stage. It was part of the stage yeah. because the stage had wow. um, uh, these special um, posts that his shoes would lock into so yes. they could do oh, the yeah, lean, yeah, that yeah. lean in, for in, smooth criminal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like in a, a Moonwalker in the in the movie right. where he's doing that with the other guys. They all do it. There's like a They were called like moonwalking shoes that allowed him to lean in unnatural angles. And magnetic? To, uh, no, they locked into place at certain things on the stage that were oh, sticking up. I they see. would know where they are, and they would slide their boot into it. That is yeah. so cool. And it would, and he would be able to lock into place to do the dance moves. Way Isn't that cool? Jake. That's way cool. Damn. It's so awesome. Pretty I cool. thought those guys could really lean. <laughs> I know. Lean back. All right. Lean back, lean back. Let's do another trivia. It's double trivia. Dope. On this day, October 26th in 1961, these musicians meet up at a train station in England on their way to different colleges and strike up a conversation about music and shortly afterwards form one of the biggest bands in history. Was it A, Roger Waters and David Gilmour, B, Keith Richards and Mick Jagger, or C, Jimmy Page and Robert Plant? No. See, I know I know the answer to this, and it's because you haven't scrolled down yet to D, which is Tommy Three Tones and Sammy Hagar. <laughs> Actually, which, I think it was David Crosby and Sammy it Hagar. Coke fueled David Crosby, <laughs> Sammy Hagar, and Tommy Three Tones, and they formed. Tommy the, Three Tones <laughs> was their manager. The, they formed the band he, Dragon he, he, Teeth. And they, Gallagher he, was the third tone. Hey, you know, he was Sammy, just shooting out watermelon music? and blood. Up. <laughs> All right. Yeah, exactly. We should fucking Tommy start Three something, tone. huh? Yeah. Eh. Tommy Three Tone. Wow. Uh, all right, so what do you guys think? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Roger Waters and David Gilmour. As am I. Babe, get closer to the mic. Roger Waters and David Gilmour. Thank you. The listeners appreciate it. my final answer tonight, uh, Chris. Okay. England. These are all English, English, bands, English yeah. bands. We got okay. Pink Floyd here. We got the Rolling Stones and Led Zeppelin. I read this story. Mm. It might be Jimmy Page and Robert Plant. I was going to say C, but I feel like that might have been a little bit earlier, but I don't know. So final guesses from everyone. I would say Pink Floyd, man. Okay. Yeah, a, Roger say, Waters, uh, David Gilmour, Charles. Yeah, I'll say Zeppelin. Zeppelin, uh, Aaron says C, Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, Dahlia. I'm going to go my final answer, B. 
Keith Richard, Mick Jagger, Indeed. Rolling Stones. They couldn't afford college. You, I know, right? Are you kidding? All right, the answer is oh, Mick Jagger. Yeah. Oh. Keith Richards, who hadn't oh. seen each other since primary school, run into each other at the Dartford train station in England. Keith is on his way to Sidcup Art College. Way to go. Mick is headed to the London School of Economics. Noticing the Muddy Waters and Chuck Berry albums Mick is carrying, Keith strikes up a conversation. They later form the Rolling Stones. Hey, well, there you nice. go. Hey, 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 Keith. Uh, I, I like the way you think. You want to start a band? <laughs> oh, black musicians from America. Hey, let's rip them off. Let's yeah. Them off. Hey, I, Led Zeppelin's doing it. Yeah. Let's do it too. I got a, I got a ginormous mouth. I, I can stretch. <laughs> I can stretch it in uncomfortable positions. Yeah, man. I saw. I saw. Uh, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards at a train station, man. 1961. I was just three years old. I saw him. I said, hey, man, you guys need to go start the Rolling Stones. I introduced him. Wow. And I gave him some tequila. Yeah. I was just three years old. That was good. That was just three wow. years old. Seven. <laughs> Sammy's, you know, he takes the he's part of, he's part of like his it. fame. I like it. Got to listen to his podcast. Yeah, Sammy's got to come back a lot more to this podcast. <laughs> Sa- Sammy and Tommy Three Tones got it. Do you have low energy, fatigue, a case of the moon days? Do you feel stranded, alone, and lost in the bleak void of primitive human existence, longing for an ambrosia that will perk clarity and pull you from the dull sludge of your dismal life and family? Ball jacks the key. Made from a patented blend of a thousand milligrams of taurine for the drive of a true ball jack champion. 300 cc's of caffeine stack. 5,000 milliliters of ginkgo biloba. Helping to stimulate the brain and regain the memory loss as a result of drinking ball jack. <laughs> Plus 20 cardiograms straight from the delta thorax of a living Malaysian tiger. Wow. And an ounce of pineapple juice concentrate. Ball Jack will transform you from the pathetic, lazy, stupid, idiot slob that you are right now to something akin to a Busta Rhymes hype man in just seconds. <laughs> grab the intensity. Grab the heat. Grab some Ball Jack right in the Ball Jack. Available at participating local motels. Copyright thegaragerockshow.com. All rights reserved. Winton, California. Just listen to the non-force consumer testimonials from Nancy in Huskogee, Wyoming. <laughs> Come on, Nancy. No, no. <laughs> See, she's she's just she's so jacked out of her mind right now. She can't even yeah. properly put to words, Charles. Just listen to the non-force consumer testimonial from James from Red Eye District of New Jersey. James, how do you how do you feel about Ball Jack, James? <laughs> James. James. Go, James is jacked out of his mind right James. now, too. He can't even put it into oh, words James. either. <laughs> Ball Jack, guaranteed little to no teeth loss. All right, Sports Minute. Did you guys see the fight uh, over yeah. the weekend? Uh, so uh, Lakers Ingram and Rondo Rockets Paul suspended on the on-court fight. But one of the funniest parts about this on-court fight was Red Hot Chili Peppers singer Anthony Kiedis was there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he ended up getting ejected from the game because he got involved like uh, on the court and stuff and started shouting profanities and getting all in everybody's face. Did you guys see... Any of the footage from this? No. I didn't see Anthony Kiedis, no. no. Uh, I guess some. Uh, you were saying, what other celebrity did you I see saw, there? I saw Travis Scott oh, was yeah. in the background. He jumped up and was, <laughs> oh, like yeah? was all pumped up about it. <laughs> a lot of people in the crowd, I guess, were. so. Uh, apparently, he didn't actually get ta- kicked out of the arena. He was just removed from the court or something like that. Hmm. Uh, so they, uh, some people were saying... 
quote, Anthony Kiedis from Red Hot Chili Peppers should have gotten. Look at how he spelled chili. Oh, man. <laughs> he did. Not a fan. Chilies. He spelled it C-H-I-L-I-E. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so he said he should have got kicked out of the game for yelling profanities and flipping the bird to Chris Paul and Rocket Staff. This is unacceptable. If uh, Lakers, uh, this is unacceptable. Lakers, if this was a regular Joe or a regular fan, he would have got kicked out of the building. Let's watch the little video here Very true. of uh, Anthony Kiedis, I guess, uh, flipping the guy off, yelling at him. I think he's on the court. Oh, there he is. Look why? at him. Yeah, you see him doing? off to the right? Anthony Kiedis, why are you on the court of a basketball game? Look at the security game? guys, like, pushing him back. Oh, look, he flips him off. He flips yeah. the He's guy. Such a weird, you know look at the, Anthony Kiedis. Looks like some, yeah, like some kind of fucking uh, pedophile. 80s pedophile fucking serial killer. Yeah. Look at the securities like escorting him out now. Like, no, nah, you got to leave, man. Uh, he didn't get kicked out of the arena, but. Uh, it's like Burt Reynolds' weird, socially awkward <laughs> brother. <laughs> <laughs> looks like Lil Nicky. Yeah, like, oh, like, yeah. Like, little hipster Lil Nicky or something. Mustache. Yeah, that was a. Man, I don't know. So what do you think of I, that play I, I, that led up to well, that, Aaron? As a basketball fan, I hate the way that the Rockets play as Harden, you know. Like drawing those fouls like, he, like you were talking he, about? Yeah, he just has a way of drawing fouls. And Anyway, they've refrustrated the Lakers. The Lakers shouldn't have uh, reacted the way they did. But uh, you can never spit on somebody. Rondo spit on Chris Paul. Yeah, that's like the worst nah, thing you can yeah, do to someone. Yeah, you know, Chris no Paul retaliated by just put, putting his finger in his face, kind of like, don't spit on me, and then... Rondo socks him a couple times, and then Chris Paul just defends himself and, and, and throws one back. And then, you know. It goes from there. Yeah. yeah. Everybody starts Ingram, jumping in. Ingram from the Lakers comes flying across from the other side of the court, throwing a haymaker. And <laughs> he had already kind of escalated on a play on, earlier on that, I think, same play, like pushed uh, James Harden from behind. And Ugh. So Come on, guys. Let's he get ended the up fighting in the UFC. Four games and. Um, Rondo got three, and Chris Paul got two games suspension. But if anything, Anthony Kiedis just wrote wrote a new song, got some material for a new Chili Pepper song. As as not a Chris Paul fan, he probably should have not gotten anything, and the other guys should have gotten suspended, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, you can't spit on somebody. It's probably fueled by Conor McGregor, who's probably out there (laughs) somewhere. Anthony Kiedis just wrote a new song. He's going to put it out for Chili Peppers and be like, I just got kicked out of the Lake Stadium. <laughs> Stupid security. <laughs> Californication. <laughs> well, wow. no, not that here we go. <laughs> hey, Got Anthony, it. don't worry about it. I got some tequila out here. <laughs> hey, remember when I made you guys? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, Sammy, tell us how. how not did, nearly how did, as good as Yeah, man, Sammy. you know, I saw Anthony <laughs> Kiedis at a Mexican restaurant, man. He had this uh, hot burrito. I said, hey, man, you know, you need to name yourself yeah. the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And he did, man. Sammy! Hey, fucking wow. Sammy, get back in here. Where the fuck you going? Wow. <laughs> no, he's he's busy, man. He just comes in, does little <laughs> things, you know. Drops little uh, gems of knowledge, you know, from his past. Uh, all right, Red Sox. Uh, now they're 2-0 in the World Series uh, opener earlier this week. Now they're 2-0. Uh, commanding lead over the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. Hmm. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Poor Dodgers, you know. We'll have to, have to catch up there, Dodgers. Sorry, Dodgers. Uh, Dodgers. Broncos backup quarterback Kelly arrested for criminal trespass. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so here's the deal. If you, Did you guys read this story at all? No. no. Apparently he... Okay, so he went to a party. He was at a Halloween costume party, right, on Monday night. <laughs> and so he went into a random person's home. 
in Inglewood, Colorado, after 1 a.m., sat down on their couch and was, quote, mumbling incoherently, Oh well, quote. You know. The homeowner went down and yelled at Kelly to get out, and police found him sitting in an SUV parked outside the block from the couple's home. He had been at a Halloween party, and the Broncos are trying to determine what happened after he left it. Oh, he got fucked up. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> what happened. And he's got, he like, had... that and, like, 12 concussions. Yeah, he's uh, going to, yeah. Yeah, he, he This probably have... happens, like, once a weekend. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't shit. know if it was lean. He could have been leaned out. He could have just been, I mean, shit. He had to be really fucked up to be in someone else's oh, yeah. house, though, sitting on their couch and not know where you're at. You know? Yeah. I mean, that happened in town recently a year or so ago, and somebody got murdered. Oh, over they it. got shot. Yeah. Shotgun. You know what I mean? It's a. Yeah. Uh, yeah, shot with a shotgun. All I hear, right. I hear that from time to time. Yeah, it's and crazy. I don't know, man. That's yeah. wild. Well, you know what's really crazy is, like, uh, you don't really hear about it in this story, but. Right, right after the guy came out, and started screaming. Anthony Kiedis jumped out from behind a couch and flipped him off. Hey, check this out. He fuck took, you, yeah. man. He said, hey, fuck this, you. Let him sit in your couch. This reminds me of a. Now I don't know if Lindsay remembers this, but uh, when I lived in a house about uh, ten years ago, before I was with my wife, um, were you homeless before then? He lived in Lindsay lived in L.A. at the time, so he wasn't real. From I mean, he was familiar with the neighborhood because he's from Merced, but he. He came over. He was on. He was said he was gonna come over. He came over and and told us, dude, I was one court over. I just walked into somebody's house that was in the same location. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. I they remember looked that. at me. I kind of backed up, closed the door, and just left. <laughs> and I don't know if he remember. He's got to remember this. I'm gonna ask him about it next time I see him. I do remember but, uh, that yeah. story, dude. And they uh, were like, they saw this big giant. <laughs> Black dude that Lynchy's, you know, he's a big yeah. guy, yeah. and he's like just in their house, you know, like just standing there. Oh god, <laughs> I, I hope I hope they're not like one of those people that would have like called the police, you know? Yeah, like I don't all know. These, all these crazy people are doing that. You saw the yeah. little infomercial thing on Facebook, right, for the one eight hundred like white. Uh, oh, white yeah, fear, yeah. yeah. White fear what? number. I've uh, never hilarious. heard of that. What? It's, what? it's hilarious. One eight hundred white it's, fear. It's um, it's satirical. Oh, it's a satirical. Yeah. Oh my like, god. Yeah. Well, my my buddy Dustin just did that. letting you know there's some suspicious black people uh, barbecuing <laughs> out here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's they true. look like they're about to murder somebody. But oh my god, dude. I'm okay. Thanks. That lady calling from Oakland. <laughs> yeah, that was so I'm good. Oh my god. Thank you. What is that? CBD. All right, well, moving on to movie, TV, entertainment news. Dahlia, we saw Halloween. Uh, We did. Okay, so here's my my thing with it. I thought it was pretty good, but ultimately... You thought it was pretty good? Pretty good. I give it a 7 out of 10. Really? Yeah, I give it a 7 out of 10. I give it a 4. Hey, how many of these things was Jamie Lee Curtis in? What? No, it's three. Only three. Okay, I thought yeah. I Halloween thought this one, was... Halloween two, and this one. Yeah. Okay, because I remember the um, actually no Halloween. Halloween. H2O. Wait, no, H2O. she had Buster. She Ryan. did H two O. That was four. Yeah, so she was did that four, like a bad. twenty year then? Yes, that was the twenty okay. year anniversary because it was nineteen ninety eight. It was originally yeah. released in seventy eight. Uh, right. So here's the deal. I I thought it was pretty good, but it was ultimately disappointing for me. Still, the only proper sequel since nineteen eighty one's Halloween two just wasn't enough. Uh, like stuff going on wasn't enough meat on the bone for me I wish they would have ex- explored the dynamic and the relationship between Michael and Lori more we could have used more insight into Lori and her daughter's trouble relationship they created this whole thing where it was like they had this trouble relationship they never went into what was really going on there yeah and they focused I thought too much on the granddaughter and her teenage friends and all this stupid but shit but they didn't even focus on the teenage friends because they, they were at like some ball or some dance and then that was it 
Yeah, it was nothing happened with the friends really. And you know what I didn't like random. at all that twist with the doctor and the cop. I'm not going to give away what happened, but it was just totally ridiculous. I didn't even think. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Why do even? Why they even do that? It doesn't even help the story. It doesn't help. I mean, the twist is like at the end, the cop has been dead the whole time. <laughs> right. It's a yeah. walking. That would have been a. That would have like. Yeah. That would have been better, helped. actually. And the doctor just uh, saw him was the only person that saw him. Overall, my third favorite Halloween film. Unfortunately, a not so satisfying ending for me. Seven out of ten. But uh, I see what everybody likes about it, uh, but it just wasn't. I thought the lines and the character stuff for um, her character could have been so much better. Uh, it just seemed kind of cheesy. All right, so it, they did make history, though, with $78 million this past well, weekend. Well, yeah, everyone was expecting, It's like, hard nowadays, this... man, for to, yeah. to do a successful horror it is. movie. It really is. And they, is. they really they, Every... they did a good job of trying to do, do as best as they can. I haven't just... seen it, so I can't. Wish I they would have took a little more kind of effort and time on it. Oh, Aaron, did you see uh, Hereditary? No, I was just but, but going to yeah. say that. That is heard the best horror movie of the year. That is an yeah. awesome I heard you guys talking movie. about it a it's while a true back horror when you film. saw it. And totally original. I do, yeah. Totally, I mean, unknown actors and actresses for the most part. Uh, blew my mind. More psychological. Oh, yes. yeah. But also, I mean, just downright, like, I'd rather some... get twisted up in some shit like that than um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where it's all gory and right. razor blades. You need to see it, man. And... It's on uh, Redbox right now. It's yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Definitely. Yeah. That was, again, the horror film of and the also, year that set the bar. So all of these well, other was, horror was films were like, too? Eh, no, it wasn't. No, there was really, a part much. at the end uh, where it was a little... Do uh, do a no, we're not going to do a giveaway no. for anybody that hasn't seen attic it Attic scene. There's an attic at the scene where, uh, at the end where it's it's kind of gory. But other than that, a leading up to barbed it, wire? it's mostly yes. just like... Um, um, it's actually packaging wire. Like baleen packaging oh, wire. It's a really good movie. Great, though. Really good, and the the one also the blue that blew me away was uh, Nicholas Cage's new film. It's called Mandy. I don't know if you guys have heard about it. No, mm-hmm. I got the Blu-ray coming on the thirtieth. Um, I've already seen it on a bootleg site. That that one is right below Hereditary in terms of horror, um, supernatural, Mandy. freaky Did that come movies. Out this year? Yes, it just came out. On September 19th, I already saw it, but I have the Blu-ray coming on Tuesday, so we can all watch it. Let me think about that barbed wire. Remind me of, uh, remember that? Pamela Anderson? No. (laughs) That horrible movie. That was probably bad. There's a movie. I'm I'm thinking it's like Final Destination 8 or one of those. Yeah. Or 2 or 5 or one of them. But uh, do you guys ever remember a movie opening with like a ship, a, a boat, and like wire, some type of cable gets cut and released and literally... Slices everybody on the boat. Oh in yeah, half. yeah. What, what was, was that? that? Was that I, Final Destination? That sounds like no. a Final Destination sounds like, film. But, but I don't know. I don't. I think don't it, think so. I think it was something else. I know what you're talking about. And um, it probably wasn't any good. We'll yeah. need to Google that. I just remember, you got me thinking of that yeah. wire. Well, no, that was the original opening to the first Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> 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 Before, Poo, Poo's revenge. Before Poo, Poo fully grows into a grizzly bear and mauls Christopher <laughs> yeah. to death. <laughs> On grizzly bear. <laughs> but I thought you were going to teach me the bear necessities. Uh, <laughs> you silly old bear. <laughs> Give me your honey. <laughs> all right. Netflix drops a Narcos trailer. You guys been following Narcos on Netflix at I, all? I watched like no. the first season. Yeah, uh, the second season wasn't that great, but the the, the fourth season is out now. Uh, Narcos, it, it kind of told the story of Pablo Escobar from the beginning, mm-hmm. and then now they've kind of went on to the Medellin cartel and all that shit, 
and uh, this now it's the Guadalajara cartel that's apparently competing with them. Uh, it premieres November 16th, so check that out for cool. Netflix fans. Cool. Uh, investigating a theft on the set of the new Star Wars TV series. We were talking about it last week, I think, or the week before, The Mandalorian, that's going to be made for Disney's new streaming service. Um, sources tell the site that expensive equipment went missing. So that's all they say. Mm. Uh, each episode costs around $10 million to produce, oh, so yeah, that gives you an idea. Yeah. Of what kind of Big equipment time. they're using out there, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know uh, what what the deal is with it's, that. It's the it's the giant animatronic Jar Jar Binks. That's what got stolen. That's, that's huh? what got stolen. It's very expensive. Yeah, you know? we're gonna see it on Craigslist soon enough. Yeah, for uh, sure for ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dahlia, I thought this would maybe interest yeah, you. Yeah, it is interesting. Okay, me. I'm seeing the photo, and I did not know that Stephen King is this a new. It is a it's new a book collection of short almost. stories. Yes, it's uh, Stephen King's uh, new collection of short stories. It's called Just After Sunset. Uh, it's actually been released for a while. Um, and here's stories. the deal: uh, Stephen King is doing something really cool with um, with these short stories. Like he has Alfred Hitchcock shit. It does look cool, huh? Um, so I love Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: you I've read been Dr. reading Sleep? his books since I was 14 years old. Have you read Doctor Sleep? I have not read Doctor Sleep. Oh, it's good. The last uh, series that's that the I sequel read to was The Shining the dark, for everyone. Good, the Dark listening. Tower series. That Love the Dark Tower. Took me years to read, and the reason for that is um, because we were. I was. I was waiting for the last book to come out, so I had read up to a certain point, and the last book didn't come out till I don't know the late '90s, early 2000s. I have the entire unabridged audiobook of all, all of that, and I've listened to it like four times. And each time I listen to it, it takes me like six months to get through it because each book is like, like it's like hour, like forty hours. Oh, yeah. yeah, the first oh, yeah. one's yeah. a gunslinger. Mm-hmm. Then there's the drawing of the three. Then there's yep. the wolves of the Kala, and yep. then so on and so forth. But yeah, that, it took years to read. But an amazing, an amazing series. Absolutely. So Stephen King is allowing these film companies, uh, student film companies, to do his movies for only a dollar. Oh, dollar baby. He's selling um, the rights to his film with this thing he calls dollar babies on his website, where um, it allows film students to request the rights for a selection of his short stories, which currently aren't under contract. Cool. So this book is a new one. The short stories aren't under contract yet. Um, all they do is they fill out some forms. Uh, they give him a dollar. And then he, yeah. they're able to do their own version of this one. They're going to do it's called Stationary Bike, and they're adapting it into a script. Once it's ready, about thirty students will work on the film, turning it into a film. Hey, I got I got That's a little cool. fact for you guys. You, you know, know Stephen why. King writes so much. He uh, um he actually writes books under another name, and it's and his those books are Richard pretty good Bachman? too. Yeah, Richard yep. Bachman. Mm-hmm. Those books are pretty good yeah, too. They are. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you yep. say, Aaron? I'm sorry. You said you know. Um, oh, I, I was just saying that's pretty cool for up and coming. Yeah, to be able to get some just, really good source material I mean, like yeah. that. Somebody and, turns one of these into something pretty cool. I mean, I see it becoming a, you know, a, a underground movie. film kind yeah, of deal. Like maybe yeah. another a movie well, down the road. Of, like, yep. Almost it, all of his films have become an underground film or Sure. But yeah. the thing is, like once you read, story. they can never like reinvent No, they don't. But his 66 of his works have been translated into film or TV right. shows, which means like he's one of the most translated um authors out there people just like to make movies about what whether they turn out okay or not that's up for debate but he's just got that type of spark that gets people thinking like man that would be so, so awesome to see on the big screen favorite 
Stephen King book that was made into a film that actually translated well? Uh, I would say the re-adaptation of the movie It. Yeah, that was really yes. good. Yeah. You, yes, yes. You know, I like the, I, I don't know. Uh, if I'm starting to think about it, Pet Cemetery was fucking killer. Oh hell yeah! The original Pet Cemetery was fucking great. They're and doing it again. I like Langoliers too. I was going to say Langoliers. I it like was Langoliers. A sh- it was a short story. I it was kind of cheesy. The 90s. graphics. I think they almost need to redo it now to have better graphics. Yes. Because they were trying to do it in the early '90s and it just didn't. The but Langoliers did good. I thought that was cool. That could be a new. Book. You remember they they have this new show on TV now where these people get stuck on a plane for like a year in time. Oh yeah. And then they they come back and they're like, "Oh, you've just been sitting here this whole time or whatever." Yeah. Well, that's that's basically that's the Langoliers. Langoliers. Yeah. And and they're redoing it in kind of a, a modern way, but I I think they should stick to Stephen King's thing. I think that would be cool. I'd like to see that. But mm-hmm. anyway, all right, talking about more movie stuff. Uh, one of my favorite directors, Richard Linklater is going to be writing and directing a new movie about comedian Bill Hicks. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Bill Hicks. Oh he, yeah. He was that um comedian that kind of was up and coming in the early 90s passed away in 1994 uh he was it's alex jones alex jones right uh kind of does look like him actually um so here's the deal uh hicks came up in texas comedy scene link later was apparently a fan his brother having gone to the same school as the comedian uh so uh it's 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 gonna be a cool thing i like a lot of the things that link later does he's done dazed and confused you know, um, he's done a lot of really cool movies, and I think that he's going to bring a, a unique uh, thing. And actually, Link later was uh, connected, believe it or not, to the band Tool. Yeah, they, actually, in an in anemia, he does that little first little blob that says, "Hey, if you don't like drugs, take all your albums and fucking burn them," because you know all the guys are real fucked up on drugs. Right. Yeah. And I, yeah, Tool. Yeah, I like Tool. <laughs> well, and and it's true because they they grab stuff from his albums Dangerous and Relentless and Oh, there it is. To, yeah. Yeah. So, Hicks album Arizona Bay where he talks about the idea of LA falling into the Pacific Ocean, you know. He like on the Tool song See You Down in Arizona Bay, Learn to Swim, you know, Learn to Swim, Learn to Swim. All that yeah. shit is based off of Bill Hicks comedy shit right there. Yeah. So, they dedicated the album to him in the liner notes, so Anyway, new documentary about Bill Hicks is going to be coming out. So ah, it's going to be pretty good. Looking I, forward to that. Yeah, but it's going to be good. I mean, he he made his mark on a lot of uh, comedians now, like a lot of comedians. I'm yeah, psyched. he he was he was dark. He was different. Mm-hmm. Talked about uh, you know religion, politics, and stuff. It was uh, it was good. A lot of guys ripped him off. Well, yeah. I was reading about like Dennis Leary apparently like totally ripped that dude off. Yeah, in his style and everything, like his chain smoking style. Yeah, uh, his jokes. He lifted jokes quite a bit i guess it was common but like dennis leary did it really bad and oh, man. got called out by a couple fellow comedians and stuff but uh anyway all right so news from around the world growing migrant caravan resumes this trek north we're uh seeing this on the news uh it's crazy have you guys seen footage of this yeah as it's been happening it's, in, it's insane mm-hmm. so i guess the deal is is like you know the kind of simple debate question is like these people are fleeing supposed uh, violence, persecution, um, you know, rape, blah, 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 things that are going on in their country, bad I- economy and stuff. They know they're not going to be citizens. They know they're not going to get all kinds of benefits. It's not like they're coming up here for that. They just want some kind of refuge. Yeah. They don't want to get killed. And they want to bring their families up here. They want maybe a job opportunity. Mm-hmm. Things Global like that. recognition right now. This so, is, yep. I mean, should we, you know, the way the world is, it's obviously very populated and uh, should we be always 
you know, having that kind of open door policy or should there be some kind of way of, you know, dealing with uh, some kind of influx like this? Uh, I mean, what's, you know, I don't know. We don't know. We're not politicians. We're not policymakers. But what, what do you think off the top of your head? I mean, like, would you just say, hey, you know, hey, it's all good as long as you guys go through the process here. You fill out the paperwork. You do everything like you're supposed to do. You yeah. wait and you be good people about it. Then, uh, hey, right? Or what? What do you guys think? I'm all about helping people, but that's a lot of people to just come in that, we, we may have to take care of that. I don't know. We have enough shit going on, you know? Yeah, the, the, it's, the it's constant tough. debate it's is we tough. got enough I mean, problems as our own. We got enough problems with homeless people. We got enough people on the streets yeah, here. We got enough issues of, of all of that. epidemic and, you know, unemployment rate and this and that. And I understand they're looking for refuge, but, man, I don't know. It's I w- tough. I would say, and this is my honest God answer right here, I would say that over the past... Um, maybe um, I don't know, maybe thirty or forty years, maybe since like the Reagan administration, um, that there like the influx of immigrants coming from specifically like the South American Mexican border and stuff like that. That if if you know political strategists and uh, Democrats and Republicans and third party politicians and all those people have been like honestly debating this that what you just said right now just down to the nitty-gritty and just going over it what should we do what kind of plan should we have and none of those people even like the greatest political minds of our generation have come up with an easy answer no i i I doubt it would be any easier for us what i would like to say is that the u.s could uh help in in a large humanitarian effort not just to like maybe have all of these people come in but to to help them seek like a refuge and asylum in, in in other countries and maybe team up with other other countries in an allied effort to get these people to homes away from these places but again that's like a dreamer's dream that's like something that's just like you know um have your cake and eat it too type of thing and i know yeah. that, that no answer that we gave would be a good would be a good answer uh, yeah. Supposedly, Mexican President-elect Andres Manuel Lopez says that he has suggested to Trump that the U.S., Canada, and Mexico work on an agreement to invest in development in Central America and Southern Mexico, saying, quote, In this way, we confront the phenomenon of migration because he who leaves his town does not leave for pleasure but out of necessity. Yeah. Quote. So, I didn't I mean, even read this. I didn't even read this. He, he essentially kind of said what... What I he kind of he kind of that I think that's a good statement though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, if people are leaving, they don't want to they don't want to come here, and that trek is is deadly, man. I mean, people die it's all horrible. the time, and it's it's crazy. The people have to give up their life savings to basically have nothing. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, we gotta I, we gotta have that kind of compassion too. Like I always think about if the cards were reversed, you know, and we think about where our parents came from, mm-hmm. whether it was the Irish potato famine. Or fleeing persecution from World War II. Yep. Uh, a lot of people came over here with nothing in their pockets, mm-hmm. no skills, maybe no education, and in caravans. But of this the was the beacon size. of hope for them. You know? Yeah. This the, was like, hey, you can try and make it here. Oh, yeah. If you go through the right process and you do everything, you know, according, you know, you're not coming in here, hopping the border and trying to be, you know, sneaky about it. If you're going there saying we seek asylum, I want to be a part of this country blah 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 i think we should give people yeah. the right to do that in in ellis island man in caravans and in ships and like with more people than what we're seeing right now coming yeah. over people oh yeah poured into the u.s and we and we open arms but 
you know, unfortunately, that was during a different time. Yeah, it was way back then, and now yeah. we're, you know, it's a totally different thing, so we just got to look at it differently. But we, we won't get wrapped up in too much. Yeah, I don't get much into politics myself, but is there a limit to how many people can become citizens each year? Yeah, that's a good there, question, there a because there's got to be, like, some kind I mean, of, If everybody like, does it the right way and answers the questions and studies and becomes the citizen... It takes years. No, what, what know, it is yeah, is... I yeah, I understand that. Yeah. The, bureaucra- the bureaucratic process inherently makes forces a limit uh, that's that's a, yeah. uh, that's the unfortunate um answer but to that it's i mean yeah it's it's understandable yeah for sure i mean i have a buddy who came over here from scotland got married here and um and years later uh, they were about to yank his visa from some crazy bureaucratic like glitch yeah. Like, and it was not even like really his thing. He was about to get shipped back to Scotland after being here, having a family, having a kid, and everything. It was mm-hmm. like, and and that was just you know that was that was that one situation. There's other people that have been in uh, Im- immigration limbo for like you said for years and years right. and years and years. And that is what I was saying, Aaron. Like it's that's the inherent uh, the bureaucratic nightmare that almost creates a limit by default. Mm-hmm. But um, eh, I don't know. I wish there was an easy answer to that. But there's not. We'll move on though. Uh, some other news around the world. This uh, winter coming up for the U.S., the National Weather Service is predicting a, quote, wetter, milder winter for much of the U.S. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much good news. So, okay, here's here's what they say. Forecasters. as compared to what? Super wet or super dry? Well, here's what they say. (laughs) Forecasters predict a warm, wet winter for much of the south, a mild and dry weather uh, winter for much of the west, and some parts of the north, some so that's more, that's more, not good for us. No, what mild and dry for the west coast? That's not good. No, um, mild and dry weather for the west coast for mm-hmm. this winter. The predictions are based heavily on the expected formation of the El Nino Southern Oscillation. We got the El Nino the last time on the north, coming west coast style. Yeah. Now it's coming southern and it's going through that way. So apparently that's where all the water is going to be. Um, mm-hmm. So they're saying in a news release that above average temperatures due to El Nino are most likely in the Pacific Northwest. The report does not make predictions snowfall, so but it's uh, it's kind of difficult to do so that. So anyway. no snow again, huh? Not really. Looking too good. It's going to be a dry winter, apparently. It's uh, even drier summer. Yeah, I can tell, man. We're not year. getting any rain lately. It's It's been really bad. Yeah, it's really bad. Dude, did you guys see this floor collapse oh yeah this is horror this is horrifying at the south carolina party did you yeah, guys see this what are they all doing jumping up and down like that on a on a roof and a, i think it was building. some kind of wedding party or some kind of like crazy party where okay like this is crazy we'll try and describe it for you guys it's basically a room full of people i don't know i guess like uh how many footage i would say yeah oh yeah, yeah oh yeah it's, i see someone's hair Okay, well, hold on. This is bonkers. You'll, you'll see it. It's actually some pretty good footage, believe it or not. Uh, the person filming this was standing on the part that didn't collapse. They were filming everybody jumping up and down. Uh, looks like about, I don't know, a couple hundred people here jumping up and down to a DJ plane at a party. Looks like a wedding party. Or, yeah, it's like, yeah. And then there look at the goes. floor collapse, and they all fall down to the basement. But, you know, nobody died. Nobody I'm, died. Yeah. Oh, good. There were some injuries, but nobody died. Uh, so... Everybody fell down to this basement. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's a lot of, I mean. It looks like just cheap-ass laminate flooring. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. On drywall. Looking at how many people are like. in there, I'm, guess, I'm guessing that the macu- maximum capacity was over. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder bouncing up and down. It's like a jackhammer on the floor with hundreds oh, of yeah. people just. 
Okay, so I'm gonna silver lining here is uh, whoever that DJ was is probably fucking <laughs> awesome. Kill him. Hopefully he, he puts that on his website, collab. right? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. He made the roof We're bringing collab. the house down. Bringing the house down. DJ he, Johnson. He literally brought the house down with his performance. So y'all yeah, make the amazing. roof on fire. I make the floor fucking collapse. <laughs> now, that's my resume. Right? That's all he puts. Uh, I made the floor collapse. That's great. <laughs> in his resume. Uh, Halloween's coming up, so Airbnb is cashing in on it by listing some haunted listings. Oh, cool. You hear that, Zach Bagans? You can stay at these places like the estate in La Canada, Flintridge, California. Built in 1929 by oh, cool. ornithologist Robert You can stay at the place that we got married, which it's... is the Bear Creek Inn. That place is super creepy. I oh, stayed yeah. the night there. You think oh, it's yeah. haunted? Haunted plane goes into the Bermuda Triangle. Yes. We don't know it, if it's There's back some or not. weird vibes there. Uh, Wasn't there the story that they, they that, cemented over the pool because a nun was drowned? Oh, yeah. There it? was. Uh, so there's apparently across the street, nun. there was the right. uh, the church and the hospital, uh, and a nun was across the street, and yeah, the, she apparently drowned in the pool. And so, yeah, they cemented hey, the pool. You know, and, you know, fun story. That's actually where Chris and I met was the hospital across the street from that. <laughs> I've heard. That is true. Yeah, that's true. That is yeah. That's the place true. that made yeah. Chris sick every morning, cleaning off people's dirty yeah. uh, plates. Yeah. And like in like 2004 or something. 2001, dude. 2001, jeez. I was yeah. in high school. Yeah. It was man. like right at the end of that. That's true. It was my like senior year, my junior year, and then uh, right after that, I quit. Yeah, that's true. You guys have yeah. known each other for like seventeen years. Yeah, well, we didn't see each other for a long time, but you know, I, I always felt his presence, like Sammy, <laughs> like Sammy Hagar, like a ghost, but... like Jacob Marley. Yeah, uh, Sammy Hagar. Hey, Sammy Hagar is that one who actually introduced? Us? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard. It's an interesting story. I'm sure we'll get him back. Uh, he'll he'll pop in later and talk about it. <laughs> So, have you heard about these Buffalo Wild Wings, the pumpkin spice wings? Oh, Jesus. From pumpkin Buffalo Wild wings. wings? Yeah, it's apparently a wing sauce, and it's made with BBQ pumpkin ale. Yeah, and I bet, like, every 35-year-old single woman right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. I like beer. I love them so much. And the pumpkin beer's not too bad, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, if it's not... Sorry, thir- sorry, single women. I, that was a horrible thing for me to say, but I'm thinking, you know, I love this season. Did you see what the most popular uh, Halloween costume of 2018 is? Uh, Sammy Hagar? Fortnite. It is not Sammy Hagar. It is Fortnite, yes. I can see we that. There's a whole Fortnite, Fortnite section at Halloween City. Yeah. yeah, and that was a new thing this year. I remember seeing that this year. I'm like, wow, yeah. that's, that's pretty impressive. Shout out to Lalo. He's going as Pickle Rick. Oh, is he? he? He's got a full nice. Pickle Rick costume. Look at this one. Did you see this? Uh Ladies are getting uh, their manicures of of their ultrasound. Whoa! Look at it. There's a picture of the baby, and it's made into wow. a little thing on her nail. Is That's Danielle, awesome. Is Danielle doing that? No. <laughs> are you guys expect? He, I, I didn't know that. No. 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 no I mean, she does nails though. No, she's, she's yeah. A, she owns a. Oh, okay. She's a salon owner. I was like, oh. She does. She wait, does wait, nails. yeah. If she was expecting, ask she would want to work. Ask her that, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. If anybody's asked her to do anything like that, yeah, I'll show her that. Isn't that crazy? Uh, all right. So That's apparently, cool. somebody uh, people have been scattering their ashes at Disneyland, and people are not happy about it. Oh man, the Wall Street fucking Journal a dead body in my fucking <laughs> frozen lemonade. Hey, is that what that teenager gave all those cookies? Yeah, there you go. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Heard about that. With ashes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, high school. Angela's girl. ashes. Yeah. So apparently, Disney World in Florida told the Wall Street Journal that it's a popular place for families to scatter ashes of their loved ones. 
Disney's Haunted Mansion is a particular favorite. The problem is so common that the custodians have a special code for it, a HEPA cleanup. That refers to a type of vacuum cleaner they use to scoop up ultra-fine stuff. A park spokesman said that scattering ashes was strictly against the rules, but it still happens anyway. So, crazy, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you ever put your uh, vodka in the freezer? You know, when I first started drinking vodka, I thought that you put good vodka in a freezer, and then afterwards it just... it. Like, after maybe about two years of doing this, I was like, that does, it just doesn't make any sense. Yes. I, I stopped a long time ago. It, but alcohol doesn't freeze. Yeah, but it, it's, supposed, the idea. it's supposed to give it, like, a really cool, crisp, like, kind of finish. You know, some people know, do it yeah. in lieu of putting ice in their vodka drinks. Hmm. I noticed, yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not a big vodka drinker myself, but... Yeah, I don't drink hard alcohol. I've never kept a beer any vodka I've had in a freezer, but I've, I've noticed other people that have it's smooth and cold... Yeah, here's the deal. But it's probably just flat, and I can't taste it because it's probably well. This vodka, vodka aerated. Yeah, because it's vodka. Yeah. This vodka expert guy, Grey Goose creator Francois Thibault, says, oh, "I hate him already." Chilling vodka to the temperature of your freezer dulls the flavor. Oh, there you go. He says, "Quote: The best temperature for Grey Goose, which is like a high end kind of vodka, he says, is between zero and four degrees Celsius, which is the temperature of a slight dilution with ice in a mixing glass." Uh, he also says vodka can be too aggressive at room temperature, though, so he recommends adding a couple of ice cubes before you take a sip. He says there is one exception. If you buy cheap vodka, go ahead and stick it in the freezer. It'll burn less when it goes down. There you go. That's oh, the idea. Yeah. So I if can you're, see that. If like you're getting you cheap Aaron. vodka, keep it in the freezer, and that, like you said, it, it, it doesn't burn as much when it goes down. Yeah. That's the idea behind it. You know who makes really good vodka is a uh, Kirkland, and it's uh, that not their their yeah. American series is okay. It's distilled. Five oh, but times. it's the Grey Goose one that's the like Goose the higher one, one the, yeah, Fran- the French the one, twenty dollar one, and it's very, very, very tasty. Yeah, you know, I want to get that. I saw that there, and I'd very probably tasty. keep it in the fr- the no, the, the house not, forever. We're not purchasing any hard alcohol for our. Hide house. it in my bedroom. It's good. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> right next to the crack cocaine. Yeah. On that note. Uh, that's it for us this pipe. week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Check us out, facebook.com slash the garage rock show, and of course, the garage rock show.com. However, you guys get your podcast, give us a search. Thanks for tuning in. Merci beaucoup. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion standards or policies of the garage rock show tgrs assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein this disclaimer is posted in full at the garage rock show.com